Today on the PDX Pet Connection podcast, I have Abhivasa of Good Paws app. Stay tuned to hear about how the Good Paws app can help you with your dog's training and wellness needs using their force-free based programs. Welcome to the PDX Pet Connection podcast. If you are a Portland pet parent, then you have come to the right place. This podcast connects you to Portland-based pet businesses, services, and nonprofits. You get to hear their story and what they're doing in the Portland pet community. If you love this podcast and want to connect to other pet parents in the Portland area, head on over to our Facebook group and join in on the fun. And now, your host, dog photographer, donut connoisseur, whiskey lover, and Sherlock fan, Kim Hoshel. Welcome to the PDX Pet Connect Connect Podcast. On today's episode, I have Abhi Vasa of the Good Cause app. Hi, Abhi. How are you, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm doing, doing excellent. So um, tell us a, a little bit about the, the app. Yeah, so the app is called Good Pause, and it's available on both the um, iOS and the Google Play Store. So um, you can pretty much get it on, uh, you know, most mainstream devices. And the app is a dog training app that helps you basically train your dog at home um, using 100%, you know, force-free and ethical ethical training um, um ethical training uh, behaviors. Um, so basically you can log in, you take a quick quiz on your dog. We help you select out a course. Um, all of the training is video and text-based and you know walks you through the process from start to finish. Um, a big emphasis that we do put on the app um, as well is training to fluency. So not just training you know, on how to teach a sit, but you know, also educating people on, you know, how they can reliably train their dogs. So, you know, introducing things like distractions, distance, um, real life rewards and, and things like that. And then we also built out a pretty robust, um, I would say, uh, problem and solution um, kind of like library. So for pretty much every kind of problem that you can run into, we have, um, you know, one sort of why it's happening and then a bunch of different ways to approach it. So things like barking, jumping, not coming when called and um, things like that. So like, I would say probably like 90% of the, the different um, problem behaviors out there. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's sort of the app in a nutshell. Oh, nice. Oh, nice. Yeah, Cause I mean, problem solving is always a great, great thing to have on there because people come across things that they, they can't figure out and to be able to look on that on the app and see a solution is a big help. help. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's typically, you know, I think when, you know, approaching dog training, sort of the two kinds of like trains that people like end up going on, like one, they're sort of like looking for help for like an immediate problem, sort of like a barking or a jumping or something like that, or they're, you know, sort of jumping into like a relationship with their dog. So they've just, you know, sort of adopted it or they're bringing it home or there's sort of been some kind of thing that makes them want to sort of invest in training a little bit deeper. So um, definitely having the, the problem prevention stuff and, you know, those solutions on there are, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a worthwhile feature. Yeah, for sure. So what actually made you start the app? Um, you know, I wish I could like have some like super altruistic story <laughs> of like, you know, like wanting to, you know, I guess like save the world or something like that. But to be honest, I've, I've sort of been in like the whole like entrepreneur, um, like space for a pretty long time. And like my 
career prior to this, I like worked a lot with like different CEOs and founders and stuff like that. So just by sort of communicating with people like that on such like a frequent basis, I sort of had this like really deep want to like, you know, do my own thing and also create, you know, my own company and stuff like that. So yeah, I just, I just thought that dog training would be like a really cool um, thing. To be honest, I've always really loved like pets and animals. I wanted to be like a veterinarian growing up, but I was never really, uh, you know, too book smart, to be honest, uh, to do it. But um, it was cool to, you know, be able to, to do something in my professional world where I still, you know, got to be around animals and sort of contribute to the, their well-being. Right. So when, when the app actually so we did a soft launch of the app. Um, man, I can't believe it's already too, it's already like halfway through this year. But um, last year in October, we did a soft launch of it, just like to just like friends and family, and then directly through a website. And then we officially launched it onto the app stores in January of this year. And then from January to around March or so, um, that was our V1. And then recently um at the end of um actually april or may we launched a v2 of the app that had like a bunch of just sort of improvements to it based off of like user feedback and all of that and actually in this week or next week um we're gonna be launching like a v3 of the app that has like also a bunch of other new improvements and stuff based off of you know customer feedback oh nice so um how much does the app cost so the app today uh, costs $9.99 for a month, uh, $54.99 for six months, and then $99.99 for one year. Okay, and just renew um, every year? Yeah, and it's all like managed through like uh, sort of like the in-app purchases and stuff like that through um, through the app itself. Oh, okay. Um, so how does the app work? Somebody gets the app? And like what, like walk me through like they do to get their therapy. Yeah. So um, as soon as you download the app, you can go ahead and get started. Um, what you can do is, you know, basically first start off by taking this quiz on your dog. And what that's going to do is help us sort of place you in a preferred program um, and also sort of curate some of the uh, training within it. And then also sort of set you up for this other um section, like this library section, which is also based off of this quiz. So if you say, for example, um, you know, you have like a rowdy teenage dog that jumps a lot and stuff like that, we're going to sort of like curate content based off of that, you know, your dog's like personality, um, which we sort of do that through the the grouping and in the quiz, um, then through just like different problems they might have, and then typically their age and how long you've owned them. So that's sort of the customization piece. Um, or what you can also do if you don't want to go through this big quiz and, you know, get started like that, you can also just go ahead and opt into a program. Um, and what we offer today is, um, pretty much like obedience level stuff. So things like a hand touch, sit, wait, stay, um, stuff like that, like leash walking, recall. Um, and then we also offer impulse control. So things like drop it, engage, disengage, um, you know, eye contact. And then we have like some fun tricks and stuff like that, like spin and twirl and, uh, and high five. And we offer just in, in addition, sort of like a basics version of all of these different courses and then like an advanced version. So the basics version teaches you how to, you know, do the behavior, how to put it on cue. And then those more advanced versions of the courses will teach you how to train around distractions, distance, and help you start strengthening those behaviors. So you can reliably do them, um, you know, in places that aren't just your home. Right. Yeah. Cause that's the ultimate goal is actually want them to do them in all situations and 
not just, you know, when there's no, no distraction, you're the only person in the room, you're the only motivator. Yeah, no. <laughs> it I, doesn't really help. <laughs> absolutely. And I, I think that's like the biggest thing that I've sort of noticed in all of this, like, you know, dog training world, especially sort of being an outsider to it, um, is that I feel like people just don't really, really realize like what you actually have to do to like train a dog, like reliably. It's not just like, Hey, you practice this, like, you know, this one time in this one place. Um, I think like the common thing that I always hear is that, you know, dogs basically learn through pictures and through context. And to me, like when you hear that, it's also a very complex thing. You're like, you don't really understand it, but like, and I'm sure, you know, but just for the audience out there, it's basically like, you know, if you're training your dog inside your quiet room, like bedroom and your dog is, you know, crushing the sit and they know exactly what's going on. You can't just immediately take them out to like a crowded park and expect them to do a sit. Um, the way that they like interpret the behavior, everything that you're asking for them is it, it basically changes as you introduce all of these different inputs um, and they don't interpret what you're asking them as the same thing. So you slowly have to add in these different things like you want to add in, you know, having food around, having another person, having loud noises, training in multiple different places and sort of follow a, like a systematized approach to, you know, being able to, you know, reliably have your dog do a sit, you know, outside in a busy place. So it's not just like, Hey, you know, train in your bedroom and then go yeah. and have, expect them to be able to do it, you know, in this, you know, at a dog park kind of thing is, is, you know, unrealistic. Yeah, exactly. You can't, you just can't expect them to, to translate that into new locations unless you practice it's in locations. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So now, now have you gone through any dog training yourself? No. So I haven't gone through any dog training myself for all of the dog training stuff. I've partnered with different, um, certified and, um, like all, all force-free dog trainers as well. Um, so the first one that I partnered with who helped me like create all the app and all of the content, um, her name is Megan, uh, Somerville Burgraff. She is also out of the Portland area. And I think now she runs like a, a, a fairly large facility in Southeast Portland, um, called like urban possibilities. Um, but she's sort of like, help create all the courses. She's the one in all of the videos. Um, it's a majority of her dogs as well. Um, so yeah, while I myself don't really have the, the dog training knowledge, um, a lot of that does come from, uh, from Megan. And then now today we have some other people who support the app since we aren't creating, you know, as much, as much video content, um, Mm -hmm. since all that stuff's been completed. Um, and they're also folks like located around the, the Portland area. Um, one of them's named M and uh, they work at, um, well, they, they, they actually have like a very cool story. They're like, um, like sort of have this like tech side, but they're also very deep into like dog training and all of that kind of stuff. So she's been really cool and helping like, I think, build a, a better fusion between like the technology and then the dog training content. Because if I would say, being honest, that's one place that we've struggled as an app is like, we have really, really great content but we've struggled to like really make a really cohesive experience for like an end customer Mm -hmm. using the technology. So um, the trainers that you have on now are are people able to, to like ask questions and get responses somehow from the trainers. Today, we unfortunately do not have um, any kind of like feedback mechanism that allows you to create, uh, connect with a trainer, but, um, something that we are launching with this new version of the app, um, is going to be trainer, um, trainer assessed feedback. 
So in one, in the premium version, you'd be able to take a video of yourself doing the behavior and then that would get, um, you know, reviewed by a, a trainer and they would sort of pass you or give you additional comments or feedback or something to work on. So unfortunately we don't have anything today, but, um, it is something that we're working on trying to add in there. Awesome. That sounds great. great. Yeah. Um, so what are the, the, some of the other challenges been or, or opportunities that, uh, you've had come, coming up with that? Um, yeah, I mean, I would say, uh, definitely the biggest challenges, uh, for me has been like, I think, I think it's just been, you know, a tremendous learning experience overall. It's like the first thing that I've, uh, you know, ever really done myself. So like the challenges of, you know, definitely starting a company and, you know, all of those things there, but definitely the biggest, um, challenges I would say is like finding those like real ways to like connect with customers and like get really, really good feedback from them. That's been sort of like a challenge that we've been tackling for, you know, I would say since like, you know, March or so on like better ways to have like better feedback mechanisms, like our Facebook group or easier ways for people to like leave feedback within the app or us trying to be proactive and reach out to people to like schedule interviews um, with customers and stuff like that. Cause sort of what I've learned from all of this is, you know, and I'm, and hopefully a lot of other business owners tell you this, cause it's the true way to build a, a product is, you know, definitely a very customer centric approach, you know, um, and what you're actually building and how you're making it, you know, solves their problem and like speaks to them and you know they ultimately find useful like you can have like the coolest idea in your head and you can build whatever you want to build but if people don't find it useful and people don't find it valuable you know ultimately you know you're you're sort of failing as like a company and um that's something that you know i've i've really struggled with because um prior to making the app and everything we pretty much built like 90% of it without ever speaking to a single customer, um, which was like a terrible idea. And it's been sort of something um, that we've been working to like course correct um, ever since, since that, that customer feedback is so valuable. Um, yeah. You, were you, you mean you were just trying to get customers to say like, this is how we would want to receive the information or, or things, things like that? Yeah. I mean, it's even, it's even, it's, it's crazy. It's even deeper than that. It's not like just, you know, how you want to, you know, receive information. It's like, you know, um, like what would be like a really great example. It's like, uh, it goes to even like how deep, like how they like navigate the app and like, is it just like even user intuitive enough? Uh, so it's like, it's like almost every single facet. It's like, um, is like the app like designed and easy to use and like you can navigate it is the content and how we've, how we're giving you the content and like presenting it to you. Like, is that like in a good way? Um, like, are we like incentivizing you in the proper ways to do it? Are we making it easy enough? So it's like, uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't think I really gave a good answer there, but it's like, it's like in all aspects of the business, the, the sort of customer voice. Nice. I mean, cause that is true. It's, it's like another customer really, um, bonds with the app and, and the service and you're not going to be able to, uh, continue getting your year to year subscriptions. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and I guess like, it's like even beyond the subscriptions thing, you're not even, uh, you know, as like a person who's trying to solve a problem, you're not even going out and solving the problem. You're just like, nope. <laughs> create, you, you, you created something and it just like exists out there and nobody uses it. And that's like the saddest thing. You're like, you don't want that. Oh my gosh. So um, do you have, have any pet home? I do. I have two cats, which I love so much. And one of them is really, really well-trained. The other one is like 
too shy, but we're, we're working on it. Um, one is named Monty and he's, I don't know, he's almost five years old now. And, uh, then the other one's named Bruce. Um, they're actually both Savannah cats. So they're like a little bit bigger and, um, little, little exotic looking and very, very playful. Oh, so, um, before we go, is there anything else that you'd like the listeners show? Um, no, I think that's, um, that's everything. I mean, I guess like, once again, this is me maybe coming from like an outsider's point of view and all this kind of stuff. But I think, I think some of the other like big things that are big, maybe eye-opening things that I never really realized going into this was like, I guess how much like different kind of dog trainings out there and like all of that kind of like stuff. So I don't know, I guess one thing that I would sort of just like leave on there is, you know, probably going out and doing some solid, like if you are someone who's going to like jump into like dog training as like, like you just brought home a dog and stuff like that, like definitely going out there and taking a look at like what's there and, you know, doing like research and stuff like that. And not just like taking like the, taking like an easy route out of it kind of thing. Cause I guess maybe what I'm saying, what I need to say in a more direct way is that like there's uh in dog training, there's sort of like the balanced dog training and then there's like positive dog training and stuff like that. And there's sort of two separate worlds there. Um, and one, one can offer like quick results and stuff like that. And one is a little bit more work and, and stuff like that. And I think, you know, what the world and what dog training has been trending towards is a more like positive and force-free kind of approach because it does have a lot of, you know, long-term benefits and short-term benefits. Um, and then there's like another side, which also, you know, granted has like benefits and things like that too. Um, but one is definitely the future of dog training because it is a more ethical way to like train your dog and sort of communicate and have like a long-term relationship and grow that human animal bond with them. Um, opposed to like, you know, the other one, um, which, you know, lightweight is sort of based on, you know, you know, fear and, and dominance and stuff like that. So that's, that's sort of my last like little piece there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm all for that. For that Cause I, I am in a dog, in a dog training program right now, right now it's all force free, free. And that's completely what I believe in because you do damage the bond with your animal. If, you're using force and the results don't last as long and you can actually create other problems within the dog if you're using force um, to correct them because they don't understand and you could get some very um, unexpected consequences. Absolutely. Using that pink. Yeah, exactly. And then, and, you know, while it won't happen to, you know, every single dog, it does happen. And, you know, there's, there are those consequences and, that creates a whole other downward cycle that, you know, um, you know, is also sad for, for the dog, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, very cool. Thank you for having me on. Is there anything else you think I should touch on or, or hit? No, I think you did awesome. So thank you so much for joining me today and, uh, we will have all your information in the episode notes where they can check out the app and start training their dogs and uh, any anything else you'd like to share feel free and uh, share it in our Facebook group and we are happy to have you on today cool thank you very much Kim I appreciate it thanks so much great day all right you too bye bye
love seeing cute photos of pets and connecting with other pet parents and businesses in Portland, let's continue the conversation in our Facebook group. I would love to hear about your pets, answer your questions, and get suggestions for what you want to hear on the podcast. I'll see you in the PDX Pet Connection Facebook group.